Good morning, friends. God bless you. I hope you're doing well today. This is Elder Michelle, and today I want to talk to you about miracles. I woke up this morning, and the Lord began to rehearse in my spirit some of the countless miracles that I've experienced during my lifetime. I'm reminded of the scripture where it tells us in the book of Acts that cloths and aprons were taken from the body of the Apostle Paul from the clothing that he wore. And from his body were taken these things and that they were given to the sick and the sick laid these cloths on them and they received special miracles as a result. This is where the prayer cloth comes from. The book of Acts experience with the Apostle Paul, who experienced in his um, historic journey in this earth realm, incredible miracles because of his faith in God. And so I want to say to you today that the day of miracles is not over. And really, it has just begun. And it begins with you. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you have the faith to believe God, to move a mountain, you can speak to the mountain and say, Be ye moved over here from one place to the other. Be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe, you're going to have whatever you say. That's the word of God. And I want to give you a uh, revelation here. Maybe you didn't know this. There will be no need for miracles when we all get to heaven. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Well, greetings from Michelle with Mornings with Michelle. That scripture has been resonating in my heart and... It tells a story of a miracle that happened for the men of God in the book of Acts when they did something unusual at midnight while in prison. They prayed and they sang praises unto God. And at this midnight hour, that's exactly what I'm doing. My heart is full of the peace of God. The joy of the Lord is my strength and an abundance of multitudinous wealth flows from my spirit. Songs of worship and praise unto the Most High God. I want to have a word of prayer with you now in this midnight hour. I want you to bow your head. Cancel out every sound, every noise, and every distraction. And just go with me in prayer as we go before the Lord. 
He knows all about everything that's going on in our hearts, our lives, our homes, and he's concerned about you and everything that pertains to you, your children, your family, your spouse, your neighbors, your co-workers. He's concerned. And so we're going to bring it all to God and lay it at the altar. All of our sins, all of our heavy weights and burdens, we're going to give them to God because he can handle them. You're going to sleep better tonight because you know why? You didn't go to sleep with all of that weight on your spirit, on your mind, on your soul. It's like taking a good, clean shower, refreshing shower, or a relaxing bath before bedtime. You get rid of everything that you feel that's weighing you down in your flesh, on the exterior. But when you go to God in prayer, you get rid of the burden, the stain, and the stuff that's weighing you down on the inside. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to pray, to come before your presence in this midnight hour and to call upon your holy name for you're so good. Thank you for your keeping power, Lord, for your divine hand of protection over our lives as we've gone out and come in, keeping us safe from hurt, from harm, from danger, from destruction, from things that are seen and things that are not seen that could impair our way or hamper our progress or defeat our, our, our efforts to move forward with our lives and whatever area that we're endeavoring to move forward in. Lord, thank you for smiling on us today, for giving us health and strength and soundness of mind and soundness of body, limbs, eyes to see and hands to use for your glory and the building up of your kingdom. Thank you for feet to walk in a plain path, that path of righteousness that you lead us in for your name's sake. Thank you for our heart filled with compassion and love, concern for people who don't have what we may have. Maybe ours is a little, but because we give it to you, it becomes much in your hands. And we thank you for that. We thank you for soundness of mind, O oh God, soundness of emotions that we're not uh, strapped down to a bed somewhere, unable to move on our own because our minds are so twisted and delusional that we cannot be trusted to walk free along the path of life. Thank you for keeping us with sound minds, O oh God. For your word says you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Keep our eyes, our minds, our attention stayed on thee, Lord. 
even as we prepare to close out this day. Give us sweet, restful peace upon your bed, upon the bed that you prepared for us, O oh God. Take away all anxiety, all stress, strain, fear, doubt, all pain and discomfort from our muscles and our joints, O oh God, our fingers and our toes, our eyes and our eyelids, our scalp, and every muscle in every place in our body that is tense, O oh God, and needs to just relax and be okay. Take it all away so we can lay down in peace and sleep. For thus you give your beloved sleep, and we are your children. And even as Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto you, and you did a miraculous thing for them that day, you opened up the prison doors and you let the captives go free. Father, I pray that you would open up the prison doors that are holding your people bound to situations that they don't want to be in that are holding your people bound to relationships that they should not be in, that are holding your people bound to ideas that they shouldn't be embracing and actions that they should not engage in. Loose the prison doors of your people, O oh God. Let the oppressed ones go free, Open up the gates and let them go free, O oh God. For we give you the praise and the honor and the glory that's due your name. We praise you for who you are. You're the almighty God. And there's nothing too hard for you. And we are your children. And you fight for us, O oh God. And we hold our peace, knowing that it's already done. So bless us continually. Touch us indelibly. Awaken us at the appointed hour and keep us soundly through the night. Protect us from natural disasters, home invasions, fires, floods, tornadoes, tsunamis, God, things that we can't even fathom that are happening to people in other places, but perhaps are just totally foreign to us. But still, the enemy is waging war against the saints of God. And we are your children. And we wage war in the spirit asking you to fight for us while we sleep. Fight for our children while they sleep. Fight for our family members near and far while they sleep. Not, let not a one sink into eternity without a saving knowledge of your Son, 
and his purpose for coming into the world to redeem the world from sin. Bless every leader all around the nation and around the world. Everyone called of you to do a work in the kingdom of God. Empower and strengthen and baptize in the Holy Ghost. And let your anointing come upon the vessels of God, the ministers of God, as never before. Thank you for this sweet hour, God. It's a sweet hour of prayer that calls us from a world of care and bids us to our Father's throne where we can make all our wants and petitions known. Sweet hour of prayer. Sweet hour of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the sweet hour of prayer. And now as I conclude, I say to you, be blessed today. Walk in faith. Give God the glory. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. Have a good night's rest. May you be refreshed, renewed, revived, restored, uh, exhilarated, uh, just replenished by the power of God. And let a miracle happen in your body so that whatever the disease is, whatever the sickness is, whatever the problem is, may you wake up feeling brand new is my prayer. In the name of Jesus, it is so. When you get a chance, you read Acts chapter 16 and read about Paul and Silas when they were in prison and the miracle that God worked, that supernatural power of God that came down for the people of God, the men of God. Why? Because they worshiped the Lord even in the midst of trouble. Let that be an example to you and to me that no matter where I am, no matter what the condition is, I'm going to praise my God and he's going to show up because he inhabits the praises of his people. God bless you tonight, this morning, this evening, whatever time you may find yourself listening to this podcast. But I'm praying at the midnight hour and I bless you in the name of the Lord. Have a good night now. I'll talk to you again real soon. This has been Mornings with Michelle. And this is Michelle saying, I love you. God bless and keep you is my prayer. Amen. And amen. Jesus, I'll never forget. What you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. 
Jesus, I'll never forget. No, never. How can I forget what you've done for me? How can I forget how you set me free? How can I forget how you brought me out? Jesus, I'll never forget. No, Good morning, friends. God bless you. I hope you're doing well today. This is Elder Michelle, and today I want to talk to you about miracles. I woke up this morning, and the Lord began to rehearse in my spirit some of the countless miracles that I've experienced during my lifetime. I'm reminded of the scripture where it tells us in the book of Acts that cloths and aprons were taken from the body of the Apostle Paul from the clothing that he wore. And from his body were taken these things and that they were given to the sick and the sick laid these cloths on them and they received special miracles as a result. This is where the prayer cloth comes from. The book of Acts experience with the Apostle Paul, who experienced in his um, historic journey in this earth realm, incredible miracles because of his faith in God. And so I want to say to you today that the day of miracles is not over. And really, it has just begun and it begins with you. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you have the faith to believe God, to move a mountain, you can speak to the mountain and say, be ye moved over here from one place to the other, be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe, you're going to have whatever you say. That's the word of God. And I want to give you a uh, revelation here. Maybe you didn't know this. There will be no need for miracles when we all get to heaven. Good morning, friends. God bless you. I hope you're doing well today. This is Elder Michelle. And today I want to talk to you about miracles. 
I woke up this morning and the Lord began to rehearse in my spirit some of the countless miracles that I've experienced during my lifetime. I remind you of the scripture where it tells us in the book of Acts that cloths and aprons were taken from the body of the Apostle Paul from the clothing that he wore. And from his body were taken these things and that they were given to the sick and the sick laid these cloths on them and they received special miracles as a result. This is where the prayer cloth comes from. The book of Acts experience with the Apostle Paul who experienced in his um, historic journey in this earth realm incredible miracles because of his faith in God. And so I want to say to you today that the day of miracles is not over and really it has just begun and it begins with you. According to your faith, be it unto you. If you have the faith to believe God, to move a mountain, you can speak to the mountain and say, be ye moved over here from one place to the other be cast into the sea. If you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe, you're going to have whatever you say. That's the word of God. And I want to give you a uh, revelation here. Maybe you didn't know this. There will be no need for miracles when we all get to heaven. And now continuing our study of the book of Proverbs for the month of December. As we go steadily into this new year, trusting God for everything that we need, that our race would be run successfully, and that we would have the victory and the wisdom of God to be successful in all that we put our hands to do. Proverbs 17, verse 1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting on offered sacrifices with strife. A wise servant shall have rule over a son who causes shame and shall share in the inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold. But the Lord tries the hearts. An evildoer gives deeds to wicked lips, and a liar listens to a mischievous tongue. Verse 5. Whoever mocks the poor reproaches his maker, and he who is glad at calamity shall not be held innocent or go unpunished. Job thirty-one twenty-nine, Proverbs fourteen thirty-one, Obadiah twelve, verse six. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their fathers. Seven. Fine or arrogant speech does not befit an empty-headed fool, 
much less do lying lips befit a prince. 8. A bribe is like a bright, precious stone that dazzles the eyes and affects the minds of him who gives it as if by magic. He prospers whichever way he turns. 9. He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love, but he who repeats or harps on a matter separates even close friends. I'm going to repeat that one. He who covers and forgives an offense seeks love, but he who repeats or harps on a matter separates even close friends. Verse 10, a reproof enters deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred lashes Let me go back. A reproof enters deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred lashes into a self-confident fool. This according to Isaiah 32 and 6. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a stern and pitiless messenger shall be sent against him. Verse 12. Let the brute ferocity of a bear robbed of her whelps meet a man, rather than a self-confident fool in his folly when he is in rage. Reference Hosea 13.8. Verse 13. Whosoever rewards evil for good, evil shall not depart from his house. Reference Psalm 109 and 4 and 5. Jeremiah 18 and 20. Verse 14, the beginning of strife is as when water first trickles from a crack in a dam. Therefore, stop contention before it becomes worse and quarreling breaks out. I'm going to read that one again. Verse 14, the beginning of strife is as when water first trickles from a crack in a dam. Therefore, stop contention before it becomes worse and quarreling breaks out. Word to the wise. Verse 15. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous are both an abomination, exceedingly disgusting and hateful to the Lord. Reference Exodus 23 and 7, Proverbs 24 24. Isaiah 5 and 23. Verse 16. Of what use is money in the hand of a self-confident fool to buy skillful and godly wisdom? 
when he has no understanding or heart for it. Verse 17. A friend loves at all times and is born as is a brother for adversity. 18. A man void of good sense gives a pledge and becomes security for another in the presence of his neighbor. 19. He who loves strife and is quarrelsome loves transgression and involves himself in guilt. He who raises high his gateway and is boastful and arrogant invites destruction. Verse 20. He who has a wayward and crooked mind finds no good. And he who has a willful and contrary tongue will fall into calamity. Reference James 3 and 8. Verse 21. He who becomes a parent of a self-confident fool does it to his sorrow. And the father of the empty-headed fool has no joy in him. Well, I guess that proverb is talking about a whole lot of people today roaming the streets, doing the evil that they're doing, carjacking, killing, breaking into stores and homes. Let me read that verse again. He who becomes the parent of a self-confident fool does it to his sorrow. And the father of an empty-headed fool has no joy in him. Now, I didn't say that. That's what the Bible says, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. That was verse 21 of Proverbs chapter 17. Verse 22. A happy heart is good medicine, and a cheerful mind works healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. Reference Proverbs 12 and 25, 15, 13, and 15. Well, this is one of my more favorite Proverbs. It says in the King James Version, Proverbs 17 and 22, For a merry heart does good, just like a medicine, but a wounded spirit dries up the bones. Dry bones in the valley, wounded spirits, get healed. Let your heart be happy, be merry, be happy. It's like medicine for your soul. A wicked man receives a bribe out of the bosom or pocket to pervert the ways of judgment, or sorry, of justice. Verse 24, a man of understanding sets skillful and godly wisdom before his eyes, before his face, but the eyes of a self-confident fool are on the ends of the earth. Verse 25, a self-confident and foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her who bore him. Verse 26, also to punish or find the righteous is not good, nor to smite the noble for their uprightness. 
27. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding has a cool spirit. Like that James one nineteen reference. Verse 28. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is esteemed a man of understanding. Listen to that. That's the last verse of Proverbs chapter 17, verse 28. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is esteemed a man of understanding. That concludes the reading of Proverbs chapter 17 from your Bible and mine. This is the amplified version of the Bible that I've read from. I pray that you will find the wisdom of God as you glean, listen to, and absorb these words of the Lord down into your spirit, into your heart, and that you let them resonate in your soul and come out of your mouth and serve as a guide book for your living. Take it into the new year and your life will be better. This is all for now. Until we talk and meet again on this same platform tomorrow or next week or whenever it is you decide to tune in. This is Michelle saying bye for now. Talk to you again real soon. my friends from around the world. I want to welcome you to the room, the prayer room. Welcome to this time of prayer, this time of vision, this time of going before the Lord and taking all of our cares and burdens and laying them on the earth. The song asks the question the songwriter did, must Jesus bear all the burdens alone? Must he bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No is the answer to that question. There is a cross for everyone, and there is a cross for you and me. And once we understand that we have a cross to bear in this world, in this earthly vessel that we have only for a time period, for one day we're going to leave this body behind, and it's going to be buried into a grave, a cold, dark place where there is no life, and our spirit, our soul, are going to go on to be with the Lord. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior in this hour, as we enter the prayer room to pray, this is your time to lay all of your burdens and your cares on the altar, to give your heart, your life, and your soul to the Lord, and to ask Him to forgive you of all of your sins and your righteous thoughts and deeds so that when he calls for you, when he comes for you, you will be ready to answer him when he calls. This is the time 
to do it. You cannot wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised to you. You can't wait till tonight. You can't wait until you get yourself together. You can't wait till you stop drinking or smoking or getting high or fornicating or committing adultery or stealing, robbing, killing, whatever it is that you're guilty of doing. You cannot wait until tomorrow because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. The only time that we have is right now. So right now, while you have time, while you have the activity of your lungs, while you have the activity of your brain, before you find that someone you know is brain dead and they can't call upon the Lord any longer, or they're comatose and they cannot call upon the name of the Lord, while you have time, this is the time to come to the Lord, to fall on your face before Him and cry out to Him for forgiveness, for healing, for victory, for recovery, for salvation. Today is the day. Now is the accepted time. Come to Jesus while you can still do it, while you still have time. This is the prayer room, and we're calling upon the name of the Lord right now, crying out and interceding for souls that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We've reached the end of another week, the end of another mile's journey. It was the grace and the favor of God that brought us this far. No one would have been able to bring us from that point that we were at a week ago to this point where we are today. It was the grace, the mercy of God. It was God that gave us what we need so we could make this journey. It has been difficult. It has been long. It has been hard for so many. They looked up and it was midnight and they wondered if they could survive until the morning hour. And yet you're here today. You're here. You're able to make another choice. And this time, a choice that will cause you to live and not die. To put down the guns, to do the right thing at the right time, always and forever. And I'm calling upon the name of the Lord in your behalf right now. I'm praying and interceding for you. Sinner, come to the Lord. Come to the Lord. Come to him now while you yet have time. Every weekend in the city of Chicago, in the city of New York, in the city of Los Angeles, in the city where you are, people are dying. And they did not put themselves in that position knowing that they were going to leave this world and not have another opportunity to cry out to God. Gunfire is being shot in streets and schools and places where you go to work and people are dying. There are earthquakes in diverse places, floods, there are tsunamis, tornadoes, there are events that are natural and there are events that are supernatural. And it is time to call upon the Lord while you have a chance that you might be saved, redeemed, and set free from the powers of darkness, and you can come into the kingdom of change, transformed and made brand new by the power of God. Come to Jesus. Come to him now. Oh, I know you've heard his name called throughout your years. You've seen the church steeple. You've seen the people going to church every Sunday. And you know that there are hypocrites among them. And maybe it's the hypocrisy of a brother. 
the hypocrisy of a mother, the hypocrisy of a friend, the hypocrisy of a preacher that has turned your stomach sour and you don't want to hear that anymore. But I tell you, one day you will stand before the Almighty God. You will stand before the righteous judge of the universe and you will have to answer to him. You heard the preacher preach. You saw the missionary on the street. You saw the tracks that were strewn on the ground and you stepped on them and kicked them and said, I don't want to hear that. But one day, the Bible says every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So I'm going to pray for you, O sinner. I pray that right now you will humble yourself, that you will come to God empty out your pockets and empty out your heart throw away the cigarettes throw away the drugs throw away the anger and the hatred and the wrath and the vengeance throw it away ask god to rid it out of your heart to purge you from all unrighteousness and sin that you may be acceptable in his sight it's a miracle it's a transformation that's a miraculous miracle from god when a person is born again of the Spirit of God. This is not a, a, a religion. It is a relationship with God in heaven because of his son, Christ Jesus. And if you want to know by way of analogy what that is like, that transformation, just think about the caterpillar. He goes through the earth, ugly, nasty, crawling, chewing on leaves, most people don't like caterpillars. But one day, God speaks to that caterpillar and he tells him to go, spin yourself a cocoon and stay there until I call you out. And one day God, God calls him out and he comes out of that place where he's been hidden for so long and he comes out, he breaks out, he breaks through and there he is, a beautiful monarch butterfly. And he takes wings and he takes flight and his whole nature has been changed. His appetite has been changed. He's been given wings so he can fly. And people look upon that monarch butterfly and they say, oh, how beautiful that is to behold. My friend, that's what God wants to do for you today. He wants to transform your life so that you too can take flight like a beautiful monarch butterfly. Come unto me all ye, the ends of the earth, and be saved. That's the cry that God is giving to you today. Ho, all ye that thirst, come to the water and drink. Drink, water, drink, and you don't have to pay the price. Just drink of the fountain that never shall run dry, that fountain being Christ Jesus. Let's bow our heads and let us pray. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, I pray for this people as they listen today at this noon hour for prayer. I pray that you would touch every heart and draw every individual near to thee. I pray for the young, the old, the rich, the poor, the sick, the infirmed, 
It makes no difference what the condition is of their life. It makes no difference their geographical location. It makes no difference what they have in the bank or what they don't have in the bank. All that matters is that they come to you humbly confessing and forsaking their sins and turning their hearts and lives over to you so that you can transform them and make them brand new by the power of God. I pray, O oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you would touch them indelibly. Lord, that you would come into the room where they are right now, that you would wash them in the blood of Jesus, the blood, the righteous blood of Jesus that was, that was uh, shed from the foundation of the earth. You came into this world to save sinners. The Apostle Paul said, of which I am chief. Come on now into the room where the people are assembled right now. Come on in, oh God, where they're listening. Come in, oh God, where they're seeking you and they want to be delivered. They don't want to be bound by alcohol and drugs anymore. They don't want to pick up another cancerous cigarette and smoke it anymore. They don't want to be bound by marijuana and other drugs. They don't want to be substance abusers, God. They want to be free. They want to be free. I cry out, O oh God, at this noon hour for this people, that you would set them free by the power of God, that you would transform their lives and make them brand new, that you would wash them in your blood, that you would forgive them for every deed, every thought, for all the iniquity of their heart, their life, O oh God, and that you would bring them into the kingdom of God accepted them as your own. I ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ and for your glory, I pray. Amen. My friend, if you're not saved, I have prayed for you already. But the scripture says in Romans 10 and 9 that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So what I want you to do right now is open up your mouth and say, oh God, I confess Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior this day. I repent of all of my sins, my evil thoughts and wicked deeds. I ask you to forgive me. And I pray that you would transform my life right now, that you would save me and accept me into your kingdom. Pray that prayer, pray it from your heart. Believe every word of that prayer. And if you do, and you have done that, this moment, this hour, this second, all the angels in heaven are rejoicing over you because you are now a part of the people of God, a part of the kingdom of God, a part of the family of God. And I just wanna say, 
Welcome to the family of God. Amen and amen. You can join me in this room every day at noon and we can pray together. You can send in your prayer request. All you have to do if you're a part of the Daniel Fast 100 Facebook group, you can put in your prayer requests. You can privately message me. Put in your prayer request. You can do that on Facebook. We are Facebook Live right now in Michelle's live audio room on the Daniel Fast 100 Facebook group. If you're listening to this on my podcast, healing scriptures or mornings with Michelle, then you can message me there and I will pray for you. Whatever the case may be, though I know not your name and I don't know your location, God knows. He sees, he knows, and he cares. And your name is now written down in heaven. Bless you today. I admonish you to continue to reading the word of God. If you haven't begun, we're currently studying the book of Proverbs. We're doing the book of Proverbs from chapter 1 all the way to 31, marking the days of December and the last month of 2021, getting ready for a new year. If you want to know how to prepare for the new year, get the wisdom of Proverbs down in your heart and it will prepare you to live a life more victoriously than you have in the past. God bless you now. This is all for now. I'm praying for you. You stay strong in the Lord until we meet again in the prayer room. Daniel Fast 100 Facebook group. God bless you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, as we pray, as we come before your presence right now with thanksgiving, and we enter into your courts with praise, 
We are so thankful unto thee, O God, for your goodness, your mercy, your love, your saving grace, your divine hand of protection all across the lives and homes and businesses and families and nations of the people represented on this line in the prayer room. The Daniel Fast 100 prayer group, the noon hour prayer. We take this as a sacred time, O oh God, a time to meet with you. And we know that if we've made an appointment with you, you will not break your promise. You will meet us right here and right now. And we just acknowledge your presence. And I invoke the presence of the Most High God into every room where every person online is listening, is hearing, is partaking of this noon hour prayer. I pray that your spirit would infuse their hearts and their souls, that the blood of Jesus would cover each and every one to bring healing, deliverance, salvation, victory, and recovery. I pray, O oh God, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, the righteous Lamb of God, that nothing that your people are confronted with today will not be addressed, but will be dealt with in the power and the name of Jesus. And by virtue of this prayer that I pray in the behalf of all, this is the day that you have made. Lord, we will rejoice and we will be glad in this day. No weapon formed against us can prosper. And every tongue that would rise up against us in judgment, Lord, your promise is that we will condemn. And so God, even in the places where the enemy has spoken where he brings condemnation against the brethren. He is the accuser of the brethren. We rebuke that spirit of lying and adversity that would come against your people to cause harm to their reputation before you. For Satan is misrepresenting the children of God. We were sinners. We were bound in things that were ungodly and unholy, unrighteous and unsanctified. But we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are children of the Most High God. We are born again believers. We are a new breed. We are supernatural recreated beings. Huh. That third creation the supernatural born again children of the most high God, the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. And we praise you, O God, that we don't walk this walk alone, that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit and we do the things that you called us to do to heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils, speak in new tongues. Whatever we put our hands to do, it's blessed. We are blessed when we go out. 
We are blessed when we come in. We are blessed in the city. We are blessed in the field. We are blessed in the city, God. We're blessed when we go out and we come in. Yes, we're blessed in the city. Though things happen around us, they will not come nigh us. Only with our eyes will we behold and see the reward of the wicked because we are the children of the Most High God. We are your children, O God. We walk in favor. We have the favor of God and we have the favor of man. And so God, we decree and we declare that this day, this day that you have made, we will walk in perfect health. Hallelujah. We will walk in perfect healing in the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon, no physical weapon, no sickness, no disease, no infirmity, no arthritis, no rheumatism, no blood disease, no leukemia, no cancer of any kind, oh God, no mental illness or mental distress, no depression, no emotional distress, God, no bipolar disorder, no schizophrenia, God, nothing that the enemy would put on us, no hormonal imbalance, no chemical imbalance, not in our blood, not in our veins, not in our brains. None of these things will come nigh us, God, because we are children of the Most High God. We belong to you. We are born of your spirit. We are washed in your blood. We are thankful today, O God, because you're moving by your spirit. Where eyes have not seen and ears have not heard the things that you have prepared for those who love you, but you have revealed them by your spirit. The secret things belong to God, but the revealed things belong to us and our our children forever and forever. So God, we thank you that you reveal your secrets. You reveal the enemy's plans. You pull back the cover and you've exposed his darkness. And God, we go into those places where the enemy is hiding in the spirit realm and we apply the blood of Jesus to every wounded spirit spirit today. Everyone that's suffering grief and sadness, loneliness, depression, despair, anxiety, whatever it is that you're going through in this hour, on this day, during this noon hour, I come against it now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I decree and declare a breakthrough for you, a miracle for you, the miracle working power of God to break the enemy's hands to break his neck so that his power is broken and his dominion is destroyed, disrupted in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever you're going through, sickness, disease, infirmity, frustration, pain, whatever, grief, sadness, loneliness, you know what you're dealing with, people. Decree and declare today that by Jesus' stripes I am healed. I walk in newness of life. I will not be bound to these things that have bound me in the past. I will go into a new year made whole by the power of God. My children are saved. My seed within me are saved. My people that I come in contact with, my unsaved neighbors and my unsaved relatives are going into the new year with a new mindset 
changed and transformed by the power of God. You're not going to leave them out there, God, walking and wandering through the earth, not knowing which way to go. You're going to change their minds, change their hearts, change their lives, because you're the God of change. You're the God of change. You're the God of change. You don't change, but you change situations. You change circumstances. You create and remodel for you said you are the potter and we are the clay and we're on the altar God we're on the potter's wheel right now if there's anything that has become malformed or, or anything in our lives that is not right Lord we rest ourselves in your hands we roll our works upon you over to you we give it to you and we say Lord make us over again bend us break us but make us over again we submit to your will we submit to your way and we say oh god not our will and our way but thy will be done what is it that you would have us to do what is it that you would have us to say where is it that you would have us to go? Lord, speak to our hearts clearly and distinctly. Let us not be wandering, O oh God, when we lay down in bed at night, Lord. By the time our day is done, let us know with a clear mind and a clear conscience what your will is for our lives. Give us the guidance and direction that we know we need, God. We surrender it all to you. We say yes to your will and yes to your way. We thank you, God, for your guidance in the name of Jesus. We thank you that you're doing miraculous things in the lives of believers all around this nation, across the oceans and the seas. All of the members of Daniel Fast 100 who are in the nation of Africa, wherever your home may be, in the Philippines, in the Asian and European countries, wherever you are, in the North America and South America. Oh God, we pray for these in the mighty name of Jesus, that everyone that listens, that tunes in, and that's a part of this particular prayer room time would be helped and healed, ministered to, touched, oh God. For you know what everyone is in need of. We need you now more than ever before. Lord, we're going into a new year. 2020 was hard. 2021 was major in its challenges. So many people have died. Over 800,000 people in the United States. God, and I do not how many, know how many worldwide, but you know the total number, those who are in respirators right now, those who are afflicted with COVID right now, those, oh God, who are afflicted with heart disease and cancers, those who are afflicted, oh God, with blood diseases, you know who they are, those that are afflicted with skin diseases, allergies, breakouts, oh God, Whatever the cause of this problems that they're dealing with, thyroid diseases, God, 
limb diseases, diseases of the bones, the, the, the skeletal structure. Oh God, curved spines. Oh God, whatever the disease is that's crippling your people, break and destroy the power of the disease, God. In the name of Jesus, pour in your healing balm where the people hurt, God. Take the pain away. Bring deliverance, God, in the name of Jesus to those who are crying out for healing right now. For they are holding the hands of their loved one who is in pain and they've done all they know to do. But God, we need a supernatural outpour of your spirit so you can minister to those that are hurting right now. Those that are sick and in the hospitals in the nursing home, homes, oh God. Those that are respirators. Those that are in concuss- concussive states and they have been put... God, in a state where they are not conscious anymore because life support is necessary for them to find a space for healing. Have mercy, God. Have mercy. Touch and heal. Those that are listening, touch and heal. Those that are in need of deliverance, God, from habits, God, Touch and heal. Break the bonds of iniquity. Let the oppressed go free. You were wounded for our transgressions. Every stripe on your back, God. You suffered without cause, no reason. You did nothing wrong. You never said a mumbling word because you did it for me. You did it for these. You did it for everyone that would believe. And because we believe today, we're saved. But God's salvation is the door to the kingdom. You're the door. You said, behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears me and opens up the door. I will come into him and I will sup with him and him with me. God, you are knocking at the doors of multitudes of hearts today. Help this people to open up and say, Jesus, come in. And then come into their hearts and come into their lives. Come into their homes. Come into their affairs. Come into their marriages. Come into their children's lives. Come into their work situations and bring peace, God, where the storm is, in their emotions, in their minds. In their hearts, oh God, bring peace. Take the storm away. Let your word surge through the hearts and the minds of people all across this globe. Let no one who is suffering today be found suffering tomorrow because this is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. Right now, God, right now, I speak life to those who are dying. Right now, I speak healing to those who are sick. Right now, I speak deliverance to those who are bound with alcohol, drugs, addictions of all sorts, perversion, God, sexually, um, sexual perversion, sexual addictions, God. Loose your people and bring normalcy to their lives so that these addictive forces of hell 
don't control their actions, their activities, or their being. Comfort the grieving. Strengthen the widow. Strengthen her hands. Supply her needs. Let her know that she's never alone, that she's not forgotten. Forgive and forgive those who have forgotten about those who can't help themselves. The homeless, the widower, the childless, the the parentless, the orphans. God, so many to pray about. Help us today. Help us, God. Those who need miracles that don't know what they need because they don't, they've never had what they need. They've looked across the ocean and they see and they see the wealth of others and the plenty of others and they lack. But Lord, let them be content with what they have until you change the day and you change the circumstances and you provide them with a greater. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for this prayer hour. I thank you for these blessings. And I pray for everyone that's listening to this time of prayer, that they will be tuned in and they will never let go your hand because you and you alone have the power to save. Bless this people, oh God, in the name of Jesus. This is my prayer. And I thank you for Proverbs and the wisdom thereof. For we will roll our works over unto thee because we want our thoughts to be established, O God, in the precious and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And again, just a reviewing the Proverbs from chapter 16, verse 18. It says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. It's about 12.35 in the morning, and I have got to finish up this study on the book of Esther because we're about to go into a new year. And I want those who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness to be filled. If I have anything to do with it, I'm going to do my part to make that happen. And so I'm coming in this hour to go into the next book of Exodus so we can see how things have developed for Queen Esther. It's such an amazing journey dealing with the providence of God, divine intervention, the favor of God, how man makes one plan, but God has a supernatural master plan. If we trust him and believe him and stand on his word and promises, he cannot lie, he cannot fail. 
So chapter six, without any further ado, I'm going to read that chapter to you and share a few insights into it and pray that you'll have a good night's rest or a good morning on this last day of the year. God bless you. Esther chapter six. On that night, could not the king sleep? And he commanded to be brought the book of the records of the Chronicles, and they were read before the king. I have to stop right there. If this has never happened in your life, then you have to keep on living and keep on trusting God. Because I promise you that God will get into the sleep of a person that he's dealing with that needs to get up and do something for his servant. Do you hear me? You think you've been forgotten? You think you're on the long list and not the short list? That your name has fallen to the bottom of the barrel? That your application went into the circular file? I'm telling you that the God that we serve can bring your name up to the top. <laughs> and that person that's responsible for promotion will be waking up in the night saying, what did we do for her? What did we do for him? Did we do anything? Did we promote him? Did we give him the blessing of knowing that we appreciate the job that he's done and he needs to be recognized? God will wake that person up in the night and he will stir their soul in remembrance of you, even though you may seem to have been forgotten. God says he'll never forget you. He'll always have your back. He'll always make sure that the favor of God upon your life begins to manifest itself because those with whom you have to do will show you favor. It's nothing you have to do but serve the Lord and trust him and live for him a holy and clean life and watch God show up. Wherever it is, it could be in the jailhouse, in the prisons. It happened for Jacob. Uh, Joseph, when he was in prison, he found favor with the Pharaoh. He found favor in the prison. He found favor in every place that he went and God promoted him to second in command. I could go on and on and on and show you how God showed favor. And this is what happened here in the sixth chapter. As I will continue to read, the king, we're talking about King Ahasuerus, woke up in the night. He could not sleep. The king could not sleep. You know what it's like when you can't sleep. You have to get up and do something. Well, God will take your sleep away. He'll wake you up to pray. He'll wake you up to read the word of God. He'll wake you up to cry out to him. He'll wake you up to intercede in behalf of someone that's dying or a situation that's critical that you don't know the full extent of what you're feeling. But when God wakes you up, get up, get up, get up and do what he's telling you to do. Time is of the essence. So again, it says, on that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bigthana and Teresh two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, 
who sought to lay hold or lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the king said, what honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? This is what the king woke up in the night trying to figure out. His sleep was disturbed. God came along and blew on him and woke him up and he got up and said, what can we do for the man that saved my life? And he went on to say, what honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? Then said the king's servants that ministered unto him, there is nothing done for him. And the king said, who is in the court? Now Haman was come into the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. Remember the previous chapter in the end of it when Haman was all excited about how he had found favor in the sight of the king and in the sight of Queen Esther and he was bragging and boasting about all the things that he had but Mordecai tormented his thoughts because he hated Mordecai and Mordecai wouldn't bow to him. It's the same kind of scenario that happened with the three Hebrew boys and Daniel and the times that they lived in when they they did what God said do and they didn't care about. Well, I won't even say that because I don't want you to go out there in the streets and do something that's contrary to the law of the land. Whatever God tells you to do, do that. Let's get back to our story. Okay, so there was nothing done for him. And the king said, who is it in the court? Now, Haman was coming to the outward court of the king's house to speak unto the king to hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him. And the king's servants said unto him, Behold, Haman standeth in the court. And the king said, Let him come in. So Haman came in, and the king, listen to this, the king said unto him, What shall be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor? Now, Haman thought in his heart, To whom would the king delight to honor more than to myself? This is what Haman is thinking when the king asks, What shall be done for a person that the king wants to honor? Haman concluded that king was about to bestow some great honor on him. He's getting excited. But there was another something else going on. And Haman answered the king, for the man whom the king delighteth to honor, this is Haman's answer. Haman said, let the royal apparel be brought which the king used to wear and the horse that the king rideth upon and the crown royal which is set upon his head. And let his apparel and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that they may array the man with all whom the king delighteth to honor, and bring him on horseback through the street of the city and proclaim before him, thus shall it be done to a man whom the king delighteth to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Make haste and take the apparel and the horse 
as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew. What? What? I can hear Haman saying, flabbergasted, confused, befuddled because of what has just happened that cannot be undone. He said, the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate, let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. And here's the thing I want to emphasize. Out of the king's mouth, he said, Mordecai the Jew. The king knew that he had signed an edict for all the Jews to be destroyed at a set time on a set day. And yet, he went against his own word by honoring Mordecai because he had come to find out that Mordecai has saved his life. See, God has some things in his pocket. I'm not a gambler, never have been. But you know how people gamble and they hold the card that's going to win the game and they're hiding their hand and they're pretending they have their poker face on and pretending like they're not doing so good. Well, God's not a gambler either. When we turn our heart and lives and homes and affairs and everything over to God, he doesn't gamble with that. But he has everything in his hand that we need for a success in our lives. And when it's the right time, he will, Lord, forgive me for this base example, but he will show his hand. <laughs> the hand of God will show up and God will turn that situation around. Praise the Lord. So he said, then in chapter uh, verse 10, the king, then the king said to Haman, make haste and take the apparel and the horse as thou hast said, and do even so to Mordecai the Jew that sitteth at the king's gate. Let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. God took Mordecai's enemy and transformed him into his servant. <laughs> the one that, that Haman hated, despised, and set up a plan to destroy him and his people. God used that same man to be a blessing in disguise because he was used to do the king's bidding that literally was defined by the words that came out of Haman's mouth. Look at God. Say that. Can you say that? Look at God. What's that? We'll say it again. Look at God. I'm going to say that one more time. Look at God. Do you see what he's doing behind the scenes in your life? Do you see him working everything out after the counsel of his own will? Do you see him frustrating the plans of the enemy and executing his master plan? Well, I want to tell you that God has a master plan and he has your heart, he has your back, and he's going to bring it to pass. Just wait and see. All right, let me read on. And so he said, let nothing fail of all that thou hast spoken. Verse 11, then took Haman the apparel and the horse and arrayed Mordecai and brought him on horseback through the street of the city and 
proclaim before him, thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Thus shall it be done before uh, unto a man that the king delighteth to honor. Thus shall it be done unto the man whom the king delighteth to honor. Do, 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 blowing the horn, the trumpet, all the vast array of decor that's surrounding this whole event because this is what Mordecai uh, received at the hand of Haman, which Haman wanted for himself. Hallelujah. But God flipped that script and he turned it around. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? If you've got an amen down inside of your belly, it's time to let it come out and say amen. He will do it. Verse 12. And Mordecai came up again to the king's gate, but Haman hasted to his house mourning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at him, but it is funny. It's hilarious how God flipped the script. He came to his house mourning and having his head covered, he was in a posture of grieving of one who has uh, lost something very dear, a person. He came with his head covered in his house and his head covered in, and to his house mourning. And Haman told Zeresh, his wife, and all his poor friends, everything that had befallen him. Then said his wise men and Zeresh, his wife, unto him, If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shall surely fall before him. Tell that devil again. What did you say, wife of Haman? I said, if Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shall surely fall before him. Wow, well said, Zeresh. If Mordecai be of the seed of the Jews, before whom thou hast begun to fall, thou shalt not prevail against him, but shall surely fall before him. People of God, if you be of the family of God, called and chosen, ordained, and a part of the kingdom, birthed into the kingdom of God, a part of the family of believers, the body of believers that all around this globe, and Satan comes against you, with a conspiracy theory to destroy your soul, your life. He can't destroy your soul because your soul belongs to God. But to destroy your life, to take to come against you with all of this venom and anger. If your faith and confidence is in God, you're going to see God flip that script. He's going to do what? He's going to flip that script. Say it again. Flip that script. Turn it around. Say, turn it around, Lord. Turn it around, Lord. One more time. Say, turn it around, Lord. 
and it is so in Jesus' name. Verse 14, and while they were yet talking to him, while his friends and his wife were yet talking to Haman, came the, kin, the king's chamberlains and hasted, hasted to bring Haman onto the banquet that Esther had prepared. Whew, I cannot wait to see what's gonna happen next. But I tell you, the word of God is rich, it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It is given to us for our learning, for our ed edification, for our instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If you get this word down in you, you will have the faith of God and you will have the power of God resident down in your soul that no matter what battle you face, God will bring up his word and it will come up out of your spirit. You decree it, you declare it, and you speak it out and you will see the manifest power of God at work in your life. Amen. Esther chapter six, the plot thickens <laughs> and it gets better as we go on. You stay tuned. Don't miss a moment of it. This is Elder Michelle saying, God bless you. And I will talk to you again in chapter seven. Good morning. Good night. Good day. Happy New Year. <laughs> whatever the greeting appropriate for your listening to this, whenever you do, may you be blessed today is my prayer. Amen and amen. You wake up to this prayer, know that I have prayed for you and you have been covered in prayer because of the blood of Jesus. And we apply that blood now to every family, every husband, every wife, every child connected with this ministry, connected with the Facebook group, Daniel Fast 100. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus at this midnight hour, I come into prayer, praying and interceding in behalf of all who are standing in need of a touch from you. Some are sick, some are afflicted, some are grieving, some are burdened and oppressed, depressed, sad, sorrowful, down. I pray and intercede for those, oh God, who perhaps cannot pray for themselves. Those who are in hospital rooms, hospital beds, um, they are in ICUs, oh God. They are in places of confinement where there is no help outside of God and the effectual fervent prayers of the righteous. I pray, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that this prayer 
would reach them where they are, wherever they're hurting, wherever they're hiding, wherever their pain is, that you would pour in the healing balm, the balm of Gilead, that you would pour it in, oh God, on the wounds that are in their spirit, the wounds that are in their soul. Pour in the healing balm, the balm of Gilead, and let this people receive healing from on high. I pray, O oh God, that you would touch everyone, name by name, household by household, individual by individual, nation by nation, kingdom by kingdom, and tongue by tongue. God, wherever my voice may be heard across this earth, across the atmospheres where it reaches that those atmospheres would be filled with the glory of God and the presence of the spirit of the living God would be there to heal the sick and to raise the dead, to minister to those who are afflicted, infirmed, those who are challenged in their minds, challenged in their emotions, challenged in their bodies because of sickness, disease, or infirmity. I pray for them now in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, I ask for mercy across this land. I ask that you would be merciful unto us, O oh God. We are the sheep of your pasture. We need you as never before. We need you to draw close to us, O oh God. As we fast, as we pray, as we call upon your name, as we seek the presence the face of the Most High God. Show up in our rooms, O oh God. Show up, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Living God fall fresh upon your people. Lord, drive out the sicknesses in the bodies of your people. Drive out the disease and the infirmity in the bodies of your people, O oh God. Touch those, O oh God, who are in respirators, recovering in ICUs that are unable to speak or fend for themselves, but they're, they're dependent upon you. God, I pray for my sister, Geraldine, that you would touch her even now, that you would minister to her even now, that you would pour in the healing balm even now, that the angels of the Lord would encamp round and about her in her hospital room and that you would be her strength today. For you and you alone are able to keep what we commit unto you. I commit her unto you in the name of Jesus. I pray for my sisters around the globe and my sisters right here in this neighborhood where I live and this city and this state where I reside you know the names that are afflicted, God, that are infirm, that are dependent upon the prayers of the righteous. We lift up the bloodstained banner now, God, on behalf of those who don't have the strength or the mind or the will or the wherewithal or the faith to even cry out for themselves. We intercede in behalf of the sick, the infirmed, the lame, the mute, those who cannot do for themselves, the homeless, Lord, those that are mentally ill. We intercede in their behalf and we pray for mercy upon this land. Mercy, O oh God, 
have mercy upon the senior citizens that are lonely and sad and are needed for provisions, oh God. Send in the help that they need. Send in the assistance that they need. Send in the comfort that they need, the protection that they need, that they not be consumed by the perils of this hour. Watch over us while we sleep, Lord. It's the midnight hour here in Chicago. Watch over those who are sleeping, who are resting early in the morning, have to go to work, cover them with the blood of Jesus, protect their going out and their coming in. Lord, let no harm come nigh your people. Let the blood, when the enemy sees the blood, let him pass over your people. I come against the spirit of death, sorrow and sighing. Let it not visit your people, O oh God, in this hour. But let us walk, sleep peacefully, soundly, and be protected by the angels of the Lord. Release your angels into our homes, O oh God into our neighborhoods, our communities. Let them stand watch over us while we sleep. Let them walk with us and talk with us while we drive or while we commute from one place to the other, while we go in and out of our homes and businesses and restaurants and other places that we have to go into and come out of. Let us do so safely, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ in the workplaces around the globe, God, send the angels of the Lord to protect and preserve life. I come against, oh God, the, the venom that's being spewed out by Satan. He is the accuser of the brethren. He's accusing the brethren in a way that is causing people to be hurt and harmed silence the voice of the enemy. This is a spiritual voice I speak of. The enemy in high places, spiritual wickedness in high places, demons and darkness, witches and warlocks coming against the kingdom of God with the divination and evilness, God. But we know that the greater one resides in us. And because you're greater, we decree and proclaim, we declare victory over all the powers of darkness and peace in our homes, our lives, and our environment. Bless the people of God across the city. Bless every leader, every apostle, prophet, every teacher, every evangelist, everyone that's a part of the ministry, oh God. Bless Bless and bless again, I say. Keep strong and healthy the bodies of your children. Take away this COVID virus out of our air, out of the atmospheres that we go into. Help us to protect ourselves the best that we know how. But God, after we've done everything we know to do, we depend upon you and your hand of protection over our lives. We cannot see the enemy, but you know where he is and you know where he is hiding. And we come against the enemy in the spirit realm and we apply the blood over the doorposts of our eyes, our ears, our heart, our bodies, 
and we will not allow the enemy to creep in, either through ignorance or through opening up a door. We are covered with the blood of Jesus and protected by the power of God. Lord, I decree and declare it so, and I thank you for it. Look upon the leaders across this world. Have mercy, O God. Many are dying and many are suffering illnesses that only God can bring them out of. Touch and heal, minister and help. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Look upon the grieving hearts today. Many will still not make it over into the new year. Have mercy upon your people, O God. Help your people to watch and pray and not fall into the plan or the plot or the hands of the enemy. But let us escape his evil snare, that pit man in the spirit that's going after the people of God, Lord, and the children of God, and those that we're connected to. Cover our children, our grandchildren, our nieces and nephews with the blood of Jesus, and don't let any evil thing come nigh them, O oh God, I pray. Help us to love you with our whole hearts. Help us to be thankful always and in everything. Lord, help us to give thanks. For in Romans 8 and 28, you said, For we know that all things work together for good to those who love the Lord, who are the called according to your purposes. Help us to love you with our whole heart. Help us to hear, understand, accept, and run with the call of God upon each of our lives. We have been chosen for such a time as this to save our nation, even as Esther was chosen for such a time as this to save her nation. We humble ourselves now in prayer, in fasting, in seeking your face, that we might be used of you in this perilous day that we live in, in these evil times where the enemy is rising and the saints are frightened because they're losing faith. Lord, I rebuke that spirit of timidity in the hearts and the minds of your people. And I say to you, people of God, it is time to arise to drive and go forward and to take your position in the kingdom of God to bring down the kingdom of darkness. Remember, it's a spiritual battle that we're in and that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, according to Ephesians 6, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We pull them down in the spirit and we keep them down through fasting and prayer. Amen and amen. This has been Elder Michelle at the Midnight Hour praying for you. I pray that you pray for me and that you join in this fast of three days ablaze, fasting and calling upon the name of the Lord because we want to see change and we're going to see it because we're going to make the sacrifices we have to make to make that happen. God bless you and I'll see you again at the noon hour. Amen.